Spiritually, I'm talking about. Amen? We're here to defeat that dirty devil in every area of our lives. Amen? He does not have the right to come on our properties or into our houses, and he has no right to be in our marriages. Amen? Or our relationships. So, uh, so Sharon and I, yeah, we, we took off, and our first four weeks were solid ministry all through Alberta, all the way up north into our churches. Uh, we had an amazing conference with Stacy Campbell and I were ministering uh, up in Cochrane, Alberta to start. And just the connections were phenomenal. We ended up our last ministry uh, in that four-week period was at a Pentecostal Bible camp just on the Saskatchewan-Alberta border powerful what amazing we saw signs and wonders miracles happening a favor and blessing of the lord pouring upon them uh just amazing there was uh that camp had uh had just about gone under uh it's been going for i don't know 60 years uh, on a lake out there and actually barb jackson some of you remember she was saved at 10 years old at that bible camp and so they came, uh, Barb and Kevin came up and, uh, and were there with us. And it was a whole week long. Sharon and I, we ministered the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, five, five messages, and it was just powerful. But they had had a, a fire the, in June that burnt their whole kitchen eating area, and it burnt right to the ground. The fire department came out but couldn't save the building. It was a complete, totally, it was actually completely gone. Cost them $35,000. Uh, for the cleanup from the fire departments and everything. And uh, here's this camp trying to rise again in a flow like we are here, just very connected with Bethel and a lot of great things going on. So we were, it was like you could see the weight on their shoulders of this, uh, this debt, this 35000 So they were trying all week, they were raising offerings. And I'm saying this for a reason and a purpose. Because... When God is in something, He always provides, and many times He doesn't provide till we're willing to get out of the boat and step in faith. It takes faith many times to trigger what God wants to actually bless us with. He's looking for faithful people willing to go so far out there that it could only be God or you'll fail, period. Those are the only options left. Because if we can figure it out, we don't need faith. God is looking for a people of great faith. And so on the Saturday night, I, I, was, I was ministering the Friday night and the Saturday uh, and the Sunday. And I felt on the Saturday night, I told them, I said, I know I'm speaking and you don't expect me to do an offering, but I feel like I need to do an offering this weekend. And so Sunday morning, I took an offering and they had raised... I think it was around $9,000 the whole week, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, they're just trying to get this $35,000. they are hoping for $40,000. And you know, the Holy Spirit, just something happened. I've felt it sometimes before, and the, the signs and the wonders that follow. And on that Sunday morning, they came running up to me after the service, overwhelmed because they hadn't counted everything, but they had already counted $49,000 on that one Sunday. And then Sunday night, we could, it was our last preach there, Sunday night, they had $99,950 and they hadn't counted all the internet stuff. So let me just tell you, 
When God has a plan and a purpose, no fire, no smoke, no vaccines, no viruses can stop the move of God. There's nothing that can stop the move of God. The only thing that can stop the move of God in your life is you. I'm done. Let's go eat. So if something's not happening, look first to you, not blaming anything else around. I minister in many countries, for, uh, 52 countries of the world, and uh, I've been in literally lockdown countries that it's illegal to preach the gospel. I will guarantee you, no virus, no lockdowns can stop the move of God. No one can eliminate this word off of the face of the earth. This word is the truth, and it sets us free. Amen? Norlin, uh, would you just stand where you are? Just people that know Norlin, just put your hands around them. Uh, obviously, most of us know Norlin lost her husband, Dean, uh, earlier here a few months ago. And, um, uh, but she and Nathaniel, this is their last Sunday so they go to the Philippines, but then they're coming back sometime December, January. Uh, but she's actually going to go to the Philippines, recoup a bit with her family, just process, uh, walk through the losing of a husband. Uh, and, uh, but then also, they had shipped boxes of stuff that we helped supply and everything over there because they were going to do a missions trip this last August. But because of Dean's health and the passing of Dean, it ended up not happening. So once she gets some restoration and some healing, she's actually going to go and deliver the products from the boxes to the children, the ministry that she's involved with that she actually started over there and that we're involved with too. So let's just put our hands out to Norlin. Father, we just pray for, for Norlin and Nathaniel. We pray safety. On the travels this week, I think tomorrow they head out. We pray safety. We pray, Lord God, a supernatural comforter, your Holy Spirit, to be with them and travel with them. I pray, Father, that the family will welcome them with open arms, that they will have a great rejuvenation time, and Lord, that they will also minister in the capacity that you have called Norlin and Nathaniel into as they deliver uh, the goods and holding the hands of these children that need your love of you so much. We bless her, and we say thank you, and we anxiously look forward to her return here to Canada uh, sometime later this year or early in the next year. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen and amen. Another exciting thing, you know, we talk about changing the world around us. Rianne Gasper, most of you know her. She's one, they're, they're part of our pastoral team here in worship. And Rianne uh, got a hold of me uh, not that long ago and said, what do you think about her running for City Council of Abbotsford? I said, well, I don't have to think about it. Go for it. Like, what's there to think about? We're supposed to be raising up political leaders, right? So go for it, Rianne. So we're, we're behind her. We as a church can't donate to her specifically because it's against the laws. You can't have businesses or organizations donating to her campaign, but you can. And you can go to riangasper.com, okay? And donate. We, how many of us want to see Christian values in our political system? Amen. 
So she needs to raise, I think they've got around 5K. They want to have a minimum 15,000. Uh, the, the city of Abbotsford is super excited about her running uh, because they want to clean some things up too, and Rianne's a perfect candidate for that. And, but uh, they're asking, they probably need about 30,000 to really run effect, effectively. And she's getting into the race late, but how many you know, she could be the fastest runner of them all and win, amen? So, so uh, super exciting. So just keep her, uh, they actually are uh, at, a, at a quiet thing right now that they had to go to um, for, the, for the political thing this morning or they would have been here this morning too. So, amen. Thinking outside the box. Sometimes we form, all, every single person has a box. You could be the most relaxed individual thinking, I just flow in the spirit, right, that's your box. But we gotta think outside of what you do now. We have to think beyond what we're doing in this moment, in this day, or what we did last weekend, or what we did three weeks ago, or especially what we did 10 years ago. Our minds have constantly got to be moving in a direction that is making sure we do not become stale in a box. Wine, it's good. The longer it sits, it, it, it richens itself and it becomes amazing wine. I'm not a wine connoisseur, but I know some people that are, and they're just like unbelievable. They, they... They do this little thing, you know, and I don't know if you got to hold your little finger up. I'm not sure how it all works. Me, I'm like, give me the bottle. I'm just kidding. No, I don't say that. But anyways, <laughs> give it to me all. Thank no, no, I don't. I don't. I'm just kidding. But anyways, um, but what I'm talking about here is, yes, a new wine is in the Holy Spirit. It's Christ Jesus himself to us. But we were never designed to put new wine in an old wineskin. Matter of fact, Scripture is very clear, and so is the wine industry. If you put new wine in an old wineskin, it will split the skin, and some of us need to split. Some of our mentality, some of our thinking, some of the churches, we need to split because new wine is being poured in, and we can't be dried up old wineskins. It will never contain the new wine. And so as I talk here today, I, 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 there's a drive in my heart that we are in a season like we've never been in a season before. It's easy to say that because we've never lived this day before. But the reality is the greatest revival and greatest movement of the church is now happening that the world has ever seen. There is revival breaking out. We have friends. Their churches are accelerating and growing like this one is. There is revival breaking out around the world of hungry people that are refusing to be conformed to a religious model. Religious people, like the Pharisees of old, have the hardest time reaching out to people who think outside the box. I don't want us religious. I want us to be out of the box. I want our mindsets to be alive in Christ Jesus in such a power and such an authority that what we hear from the Lord for us to do is illogical to everybody else who has it all together. Because God's not calling us just to live a cookie-cutter Christian life. 
He's calling us to be fire, to walk in his presence, to walk in his power, to walk in his authority through the name of Jesus Christ. That when we walk on this earth, there is a power and an authority that goes with us to do the impossible things that God wants us to do. Part of the struggle comes from what people have done to the Savior of the world. So many people celebrate him hanging on the cross. You know what? That was for my old man. But my new man, I celebrate an empty tomb, a resurrected Lord and Savior. Amen? Many people will actually sterilize the gospel by living without power and authority. If you live life without power and authority, what you're doing is like castrating your Christian walk. It's sterilizing your Christian walk. I was a ranch hand. I probably shouldn't even say this, but I was a ranch hand back at 15 years old in Lander, Wyoming for two and a half months. And uh, we did everything on horseback. It was amazing. Uh, would go round up the cattle. And I remember when the branding season came and the castrating time of all these little steers. So we did all that, you know, we'd grab them, roll them over, lie there, they snip, paint. We were down to, I think, 26 seconds, a steer. Then we had an oyster fry a little bit later. Now, I didn't know what that was. I know they killed some cows, and it was a big celebration, big barbecue, and the steaks were there and everything. I'm thinking, oysters in Wyoming. What ocean comes close to that? Couldn't figure it out. So I asked them, I, I didn't even like oysters all that much. But I'm like, where's the oysters? Oh, they're in the big pot over there, boiling away. You know what? I went and lifted the lid off that pot. I now know what Rocky Mountain oysters are. <laughs> snip, snip, 2,000 steers, you get the idea. Why did I say that? I tried them. They love them. I tried them. That was it. I have to always try something. But those steers could never produce after that. Now, we, the farmers, ended up, ranchers did that to them. But you know what? Maybe someone's done that to you too. How? Through pain, hurt, Hatred, anger, lack of forgiveness, it'll sterilize the power and the authority of Jesus Christ in you. So we're going to have a barbecue today. <laughs> Whatever's holding you back, put it in the boiling pot of hell right now. Any unforgiveness, put it in the bottom of hell right now. Because unforgiveness doesn't live in the kingdom of heaven. It only lives in hell. Religion moves the risen Christ out of the garden and back to the tomb. Boy, I'll tell you what, I'm glad that I don't carry some of the old theological religious studies that I carried and I learned in seminary. True Christian's life 
Christian life is not about dying for Christ, but living in a life he purchased for us to establish his kingdom on earth. We actually have Christ died for us. Yes, we die to self, but we don't die to his power. We die to weakness so we can live in his power. We die to self, our own understanding, so we can live in his understanding. He died to set us free. He died to release us into this world that his father created for a plan and a purpose that absolutely doesn't make sense, but yet we're going to win this world. We're going to raise up people for the government. Wouldn't it be something if the next prime minister came out of this, this building right here? Would you believe it? Or would we be like Jesus' own families, friends that couldn't see him as who he was because they only saw him as the little boy of a carpenter's son? We must understand and experience the Father heart of God. It is better than any vaccine, any virus. The heart of God we must experience. And we have to push ourselves into an experiential encounter by His presence that we don't even know what it'll look like. If we try to go into an encounter in His presence with what we learned five years ago, we're not going to encounter Him in the freshness of what He has for us today. He literally, I truly believe, when I study the Word and I'm in the Word and I'm in His presence, I push into something that I haven't experienced yet. I say, God, I, I lose myself for your sake. I, I, I get out of my mind what my emotions might feel like. I literally want to feel you in a new and fresh way every day. Romans eight thirty-seven to 39. Romans 8, starting in verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. In other words, nothing, nothing, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There is not one thing that should be drawing us down and away from his presence. If there is, it doesn't belong in your life. We have to eliminate what is drawing us away from his presence, what is holding us down, what chains have bound us, and we're trying to drag it through life. It is not time for that anymore. We don't have time to be dragging the baggage around. God is saying, leave it at the foot of the cross. And start to run and go fast and faster. People who change the world know who their papa is. They actually know who God is in them. And they know the access they have as children of the king. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a son or a daughter of the king. You are a child of the king. You are a prince or a princess. We just had a queen pass. And guess what? A prince moved to the kingship position. You and I are princes and princesses. When Christ passed on that cross and rose again, he gave you kingship, lordship over your life in his presence, in his glory. That's why Jesus Christ is the Lord of lords. He's the king of kings and Lord of lords. I take that literally. That you are a king or a 
queen of your life. And let me make it clear. If you are a biological male, you are a king. If you are a biological woman, you are a princess. And you can't change that. And why would you want to? Because God created you who you are for such a time as this. These world changers, they do things that statistically do not make sense. Statistically, you can't explain it. These people literally cut the ropes and ties of the generation's expectations. They don't listen to the news and live what the news says. They don't listen to the generation. They, they, they literally say, you know what? I am not bound by the world. I am literally bound to my Christ, my Lord and Savior, as Peter would say. Paul, I'm bound. I am so connected. I literally choose to tie myself to the Lord. And run with him, walk with him, and talk with him. These same people refuse to be bound by the cultural normals. We're not supposed to look normal. Look to the person to your right and say, you're abnormal looking. That doesn't sound very good. Look to the left and say, I'm sorry for what I just said to the guy to the right. We need to learn from these history makers that have gone before us. Every history maker is famous and known for what they did do, not for what they did not do. How do you want to be known? I'll tell you what, I want to be known for what I did for the kingdom of God, not what I didn't do. It drove me so strong, my wife and I, that in 1996, we get on that sailboat and we sail down into Mexico, not even knowing what we're going to do, but we're going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And now here we are. I didn't understand why we were going fully. I just was obedient to the call. Now we have over 100 churches and ministries around the world, and it's growing. Why? Because God is looking for people that are not going to listen to all the ones that told us not to leave. Even from our own fa some of our family members. Don't leave. Why are you leaving? You're in the prime of your business. Look at the money you guys are making financially in your businesses. Why would you go and take your family on such a dangerous adventure? Because God said to do it. I truly believe that many Christians and churches have allowed themselves to become known for their boxes and religion instead of their passions. God is calling us to be passionate people. Many Christians and churches focus more on the rules that defeat the identity of the people instead of empowering each person into their calling. You know what? I look out at every one of you and anyone watching online right now, and if you're a part of this family, then I'm looking at you to expect you to do something that is impossible without God. Like, that could even mean inviting your neighbor to church. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know my, I don't even like my neighbors. You know what? My neighbors do this. My neighbors do that. I phone the cops all the time on my neighbors. Okay. What would your neighbors do if you went over them and just said hi? Hey, my name is so-and-so. How you guys doing? Saw your neighbors. I'm having a barbecue today. You want to come? 
Oh, they'll bring the drugs. Hey, you want to come? I do not want to be known for the things I did not do. People say to me and my wife, even to this day, and we were married almost 34 years here, there's still things I want to do. There's still a lot of things I want to do. Now, my daughter, Samantha, just had a birthday, and uh, she's like, Dad, maybe we should go uh, skydiving together. That's not necessarily one of the things I want to do anymore. <laughs> I, I used to be an adrenaline junkie, but now my theory is I fly so much in airplanes, why would I want to leave when step out of one that's working properly and normal? <laughs> I'm sure we'll do it at some point. My, my daughters can usually talk me into it. The only thing that holds us back from being world changers is you. <laughs> That's it. You can watch other people change the world. You can watch other people go out with power and authority. You can watch them do miracle signs and wonders. But why aren't you? Yeah. Well, it's not because you're not gifted. Because God has gifted you in your own way. It doesn't mean you're going to be the next Billy Graham, but it might mean you are. Billy Graham, he was never going to be a public speaker. He had a, a, a speech impediment, a stuttering problem. Everybody said, you'll never make it. You'll never be a speaker. So what did he do? He went and preached to the trees. Fifteen years old, preaching away to the trees. And he started to learn to preach without a speech impediment. Most of us have a longing, a stirring, and a burning for great adventure. I told my wife that when I married her. She says, no, I, I like my home. If you know Sharon, she loves her home. We get home from this trip, I'm like, yeah, okay, when's the next one? She's like, well, let's just stay here because I want to do my garden. I want to do all her stuff and canning and all these things. And, and uh, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because maybe part of your ministry is canning for your neighbors. Cooking a pie for your neighbors. You know what? You don't know how to evangelize? Learn how to cook a pie. <laughs> and take that to your neighbors. You don't even have to evangelize. You could actually watch when they leave the house and go put it on their doorstep with a little note. God created us not to live a mediocre life. No one in here is to live mediocre. No one in here or watching online is destined to just live life. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you have a resurrected life in His presence and His glory because He is in you. You then get to live from glory to glory while we walk on this earth. Amen? God created us for special purposes to actually find the promised land within our souls. He has already put promises in our souls. He has already put promises in His Word, which literally infiltrate and impregnate our lives. The promises are already there for every one of us. And if we don't believe the promises are there, then we need to let go and clear our minds of the things that are saying they're not there. Because that's a lie of the enemy. Every one of you have promises from God to go after all that He has for you. 
to walk in that power and authority, to literally see the miraculous in front of you happening on a regular basis, not just on a conference, not just on a weekend, but happening in a regular basis. That is our destiny. That's what he's called us into. We must live with such passion that we will be written amongst those who have gained fame in the halls of heaven. We must walk with a passion. And some people, you know, sometimes when you get so down and so low and depression starts to come in, that's where I have to, in my mind, because if it happens to me or starts to happen to me, I've learned I need to snap out of it quickly. I need to say, you know what? No, I am not going to get depressed about this thing. I start to celebrate. I start to worship. I start to thank God for the things that I do have. And immediately, my pain and the issues start to fall off, and I can have a joyful day instead of a day from hell. If we're going to walk as God's ruling royalty on this earth, then we need to live a life with great passion for God's purposes to be fulfilled through us. When? Now? How? I'm going to give you some points. We need to live a life of continual prayer. It doesn't mean you ignore everything around you and just lock yourself into a prayer room. Maybe it is for a season. But you can live with an attitude of continual prayer. We need to live a life of giving and blessing. People and the church, we are to pour in. I'll tell you what, there's good soil in a, in a family of believers gathering together. We need to have dreams that are unreasonable. They should not always be easy or make sense to us. We need to have a servant heart and count it an honor to serve. Matter of fact, in, in, in this building here, we shouldn't have a need for servers. We should have an abundance of servers. Well, I don't want to serve. I just want to come and let the downstairs kids babysit my kid. Wrong attitude. Bad attitude. I watch them downstairs. I see them get tired and burning out. We need people. To, if we're not going to help raise up our children, then what on earth are we living life for? Like we are raising a next generation. And I'm saying them. Here's a little plug, Samantha and Chris. If you don't feel like helping in children's ministry, would you raise your hand and meet them after the service? I'm just kidding. No, I'm just saying we need to be serving. How many of you love a family gathering when everybody just serves? It's amazing how the dinner happens, how the cleanup happens, and how much joy instead of one person slaving away in there and burning themselves out. I encourage you, ushers, we need ushers, servers, we need helpers. Name it. Be a help. Why? Because we want to see you become all that you're called to be as well. We must live our life with the love of the Father flowing from us. And don't be ashamed to love. We must walk in righteousness innocently. We must believe with no doubt. We must live a life with power and authority flowing from us. These are some of the qualities that the bride of Christ, when she is in her full glory, lives in all the time. No doubt, you know what, even through this whole goofiness of the last two years, two and a half years, it, 
It didn't change me. Matter of fact, it almost fired me up more. I'd get frustrated at the things that were going on, absolutely. But you know what? I'm like, oh, wow. We've got to jump into gear, church. We've got got to really get going after all that God has called us to be. Or we could have sat there depressed, bummed out, and let all that consume us so we did nothing. (laughs) You want the enemy to win? Do nothing. You want the enemy to lose? Go after God no matter what's happening around you. Because in his presence, in his glory, there's power and there's authority to overcome everything that's gone on around us. But what stops us from living out our call? Fear. Fear. What locked us down? Fear. What told you to get injected? Fear. See, even the enemy knows. I'm not saying that our government's the enemy, but I, I wouldn't mind a change. <laughs> but every government knows that if they can keep the people in fear, they have control. And if they have control, they no longer have a democracy. And I'm here to tell you what, don't live in fear. Walk forward in power and authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Watch the great things that he has set for you. Wondering, wondering who will take the call. Who will hear and obey? Who has the faith to be able to accomplish what seems ridiculous in the world's eyes? Religion? This is the father of genetic cloning. It wants you all to be like me or by the leader. God didn't call us to be clones. He didn't call us as leaders to to make you think and act like us. We don't want that. We want you to be who God created you to be. Religion has a way of sucking the most powerful people on the planet into a spiritual look-alike contest called discipline. (laughs) Or discipleship, maybe. Come to our discipleship classes and we'll make you look like us. That's not us. True discipleship is empowering people to be transformed into the image of God. To be everything you are called to be on this earth. To literally have relationships, whether you're married or friendships, whatever the relationships are. To have relationships of power, of encouragement, of of literally holding and helping people walk through difficult times. And then dancing and celebrating together on the other side. 
is to raise up children that don't have fear of this world, to raise up children that don't have ears to listen to this teachings in some of the schools. Like seriously, people, we can stay focused on the mess or we can rise up and be the change of the mess. God is calling us to walk in that power and that authority, to not get wrapped up in the sin and the issues and the problems, but to literally walk forth with the fire in the presence of Jesus Christ in us. We must not conform people to look like you and me. It's just like if, I, if you give me your opinion and I disagree with you, why do you get angry at me? It's, we get so offended so easily. You give your opinion, it's your opinion. If I give you my opinion, it's just my opinion. It, it, don't get mad. We don't all have to be presidents or prime ministers to make a difference in this world. We need to take steps today towards becoming a world changer or a greater world changer. No matter what your situation in life is, it is critical that you walk in your identity who God says you and I are, not the world. Not an angry friend, not a bad relationship, definitely not the news. You and I, our identity is sons and daughters of the king. We're celebrating a royal family, an amazing queen. It had great Christian moral values. 90 some odd years old. 96, I think. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're going to go down and have lunch and celebrate you. Anyone 96 in here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because you are royalty. And don't let any world government tell you anything different. You are royalty. I'm royalty. Matthew 19, verse 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men, this is impossible. <laughs> but with God, only a few things. No. With God, all things are possible. Let's all stand. Listen to this right now. We're going to all say this scripture together. And I want you to take anything that is holding you back or has held you back, any burden that you're carrying, any health issue that needs a miracle, this is the time. Receive the miracle. Let's say this together. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That's our destiny.
That's our calling. That's our future. But the future isn't 10 years from now. The future's now. Oh, missed it. Oh, oh, every second. Oh, missed that second. Oh, missed that second. Missed that second. Got that one. Got that one. Got that one. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you. We're not going to just wait for some powerful person to have compassion for our cause. Instead, we are standing up and we're defeating any devil that is standing in our way. Because, Father God, when you sent your Son, Jesus the Christ, to this earth, and you watched him die on that cross, knowing you had all power and authority to stop it. But you, Father, were looking beyond the cross. You were looking at an empty tomb and a resurrected son. You, Father, your son, resurrected in power and authority. And I feel like right now, the Father and Son, Jesus, are looking at us. And I sense in the Spirit, they're not wanting to look at a people on a cross, in turmoil, in struggles, in pains, in sicknesses. Instead, they're looking at a resurrected power for all the sons and the daughters of the King. And so I ask you today, Father, who is in heaven, whose name is hallowed, holy is your name, whose kingdom has come and is here, present with us now, whose will is being done in the middle of the chaos and the turmoil of this world. Your will is still being done, O oh Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. For this day we celebrate, we rejoice, uh, we stand up, we rise up as mighty warriors of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we say, lying, deceiving devil, get out. Get out in Jesus' name. Prodigal sons, prodigal daughters returning to the family in Jesus' name. Left sciatic nerve out. Any pain go and be renewed and healed with a new nerve in Jesus' name. Kidneys function now in Jesus' name. Blood disorders come into the alignment of the kingdom of heaven now in Jesus' name. Right elbow, right shoulder be healed now 
in Jesus' name. Start moving it and feel the miracle now in Jesus' name. For Father God, we know, we know you're the healer and you're the provider. And we stand on your word alive in our hearts filling our minds with your words not the lies of the enemy we thank you father for your goodness and your glory we thank you for everyone that is in this house right now everyone watching online right now we thank you father Interesting, I see uh, a wealth of money, something in a business radically changing and shifting. Take a hold of it, grab it in Jesus' name. A mortgage actually getting, getting ready to be completely paid off in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Mm. Uh, pregnancy, babies in the womb in Jesus' name. Jesus. Jesus. And Lord, we thank you and bless the hands that have prepared the meal downstairs. We thank you for all of our life group and life group leaders where we can actually do life together. We thank you for them and bless them. And I pray that anyone here or watching online that is not involved in a life group, that they get involved in a life group for support, for encouragement to do life together. For we thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. For this is the day that you have made. And in it we rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father, for you are holy. Holy, holy is your name. Just all say holy, holy, holy together. Holy, holy, holy is your name. Again, holy, holy, holy is your name. As 24 elders throw their crowns down. Holy, holy, holy is your name. there's anyone in this house that has offended you, you need to go up and love on them. Next time you see a family member that's offended you, you need to just go up and give them a hug. No explanation. It's time to let it go. Anything holding us back, it is time to let it go. September 2022. We only have a few more months in this year. When I was young, I was just happy that I'm still alive in 2022. That seemed like an eternity away. And now we're in it. Now we're in it. Look to the person dear right now and give them a hug and say, you actually are good looking. And look to the left and say, you're gooder looking than before. You're better looking than ever. Bless the food downstairs. In Jesus' name, amen. Prayer team, come up front.
We have a prayer team if you want prayer. Otherwise, everybody that can stay, please just start making your way downstairs. The hot dogs and the hamburgers are ready. Amen. Bless you all.